Do you love horror and fantasy? If so, don't miss out on Gabriella Balcom's novella Down With The Sickness and Other Chilling Tales. It'll have you shivering right on the edge of your seat. Dive right into these macabre horror stories, but be careful not to close your eyes. Evil lurks unseen, supernatural beings keep watch, and monsters lie in wait. Some plot vengeance while others crave human flesh. Crystal longs to be a rock star, but what would she do to make her dream come true? Lie? Kill? Elaine goes to extremes to be like Sonora, but isn't the only one wanting to be someone else. Betty struggles to breathe after Rodney blows smoke in her face, then he does worse. But the Watchers have something special in mind for him. Wahasi stalks through the swamp in crocodile form, infuriated at her lack of food. But she has a plan, and the townspeople better watch out. A brat. Brad defies his parents and tries to hurt his sister, but he's not the only bully around. Abner is delighted to visit Aogigahara Forest, which is rumored to be haunted, but Sharon isn't. Shane dares Angeline to spend the night in the Devil's Hand, which is supposedly cursed. Trisha is prideful about her looks and bullies a younger girl, but she has a surprise visitor. Life post-Covid included nuclear bombs and death. Cole, Vera, and Marianne have little left to eat and need to forage, but rovers are out and about and must be avoided at all costs. Dean likes pushing people around, but when he damages his grandfather Charlie's Venus flytraps, Charlie isn't the only one who's upset. Gabriella Balcom's book includes all of the above and more, and the readers have been gushing about her creations. Wow! Just freaking wow! I was deeply disturbed, loved every minute. Bravo! A masterpiece in the horror genre. Heartbreaking and devastating. Holy shit, that was so creepy. I loved it. I want more, more, more. Dang it. I got chills reading this story. Exciting and horrific. Multifacetedly disturbing. Very well written. If you're ready to sink your teeth into Gabriella Balcom's novella Down With The Sickness and Other Chilling Tales, click on over to Amazon.com now. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Myth Bits. You made an excellent choice. G'day from SA. This is Tim here with episode 241, again, of the World of Myth Bits. I just straight off the bat wanted to apologise profusely for the delay between episode 240 and episode 241. I promise you, I did record it, I did send it to Dave, and for some bizarre, weird reason, the gremlins in the machine are at it again. Not enough raw chicken, obviously. Um, they've gone straight into the data. 
uh, or they, they mucked around with the, the recording and there was literally nothing, like six seconds of nothing, um, was all that was, what all that remained, all that they allowed me to keep of my 46 minute podcast episode that I did sent off happily done and dusted. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, um, here we are, re-recording or, uh, or trying to, uh, reinvent the wheel, I guess, uh, for episode 241. So I do hope that you've had the opportunity to actually listen back onto the wonderful chat that I had with the very talented Jim Bates, uh, a follow-on from talking about the different genre idea, um, whether there's a favourite genre that you've got to read and whether that's influenced the, the, the genres that you like to, you prefer to write. Uh, and it was really, really interesting to hear from Jim that he's pushing himself outside of his comfort zone and all of these incredible stories that he's writing are him wanting to see, oh, I, I don't like reading horror, I don't like writing horror, so I will push myself to try and come up with a terrific idea. And Jim, you're doing an incredible job, a master at the craft, uh, and um, yeah, you're, uh, you're a great inspiration for me, and I'm sure many, many other writers as well. Uh, so, episode 241. The theme that I want to go with today is dreaming and dreamers and whether as creators, uh, as artists, as writers, whether we we think we dream more vividly, uh, do you dream all the time? Dream, dream, dreaming's uh, sort of going to be a, um, a, a big thing for me uh, for this week. Uh, it was the original theme that I went with for episode 241, and I still think that it's a, a reasonably relative one, one that I want to actually sort of cover, discuss. Uh, and I would really love it if people are listening in. Um, if you're uh, if you're accessing the podcast from the, the Facebook page or um, the uh, the World of Mythbits Facebook page, of course. Is the, the platform where you can you can access uh, I think SoundCloud as well. There's a few other places. Uh, also, um, a shout out to our American listeners on American radio. Uh, I think it's really cool uh, what Dave's done, uh, getting the podcast out there for um, a broader range of listeners as well. But if you are listening, or if you are able to access the, the Facebook page, it'd be, I'd be really keen to, uh, to see if you can leave comments, your own thoughts of, of dreaming, what sort of dreams that you have, whether dreams influence your, um, your art that you create, or your, your stories that you create. So yeah, I, I, I really like to sort of delve into, uh, into that idea, into that sort of thing a bit. I wander down that rabbit hole and see where it leads us. But before I do that, super duper duper thrilled, uh, the fact that we've accidentally lost all of uh, the pre-recorded podcast for episode 241 means that I can redo it 
just in time for the announcement of the open contract challenge. So here we go. Let me quickly delve in. What have you got for me, Mr. David K. Montoya, Chairman Extraordinaire? Here we go. So, just quickly, um, of course, as always, just wanted to remind you all the, uh, the amazing MythMart, uh, www.mythmart.com. That's where you can go to find great range of stories, uh, poetry books, um, ebooks now as well, uh, t-shirts. There's a, a wonderful range of unique t-shirts, um, great messages from, uh, from Lupa and Lupa's bits. Uh, also some great art, uh, on t-shirts that, uh, that the wonderful Zoe, uh, Montoya has, has done as well. Um, yeah, just, uh, wonderful, wonderful range there. Um, great, like the poetry books, uh, stuff by Peggy, um, books there by Jim, uh, and I know Zoe, that uh, your dad has told you to uh, to get the um, the art brain thinking. Uh, Jim Bates has got a new book coming out quite soon. Uh, I think it's on the Dark Myth Publishing Dark Myth Publications list of titles that uh, are coming out. I think either this year, but there's not a lot of this year left. Uh, maybe it's on the, uh, on the list for, uh, coming out next year. But, um, Jim's, Jim loves the cover, Zoe, that you did for, uh, Alien, Alien of or- Orchard Lane is the name of the book. Um, and he wants you to do the, the next one as well. Uh, so his next, next book, he wants you to do the cover art. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, also, make sure, uh, Nick Mark, you've got, um, Walt as well. Uh, he's got the, um, not Aliens. Is it Aliens versus Nazis? Could be Aliens versus Nazis. There's, yep, great, great book by, uh, by Walt on there. Um, Stephanie J. Barty's got some wonderful books on there too, including the new one out called Penance. Uh, my books too. Like, uh, I've got my children's book, The Neighbor, is there, uh, came out in April, um, from M, M- Kids Press, uh, and also my, uh, teen fiction. I've discovered the, um, it's on the selection list for South Australian libraries, uh, for the month of September. And it ended up in the teen fiction category. It was my, um, my fantasy, no, fantasy parody novella called Myrtle Norton's Guide. Myrtle Norton's Guide to World Domination. Or Myrtle Norton's Guide to World Domination. Uh, so make sure that you check that out. Uh, yeah, so hopefully, uh, hopefully it gives a, uh, a lot of readers a lot of giggles. Uh, I, uh, I wrote it very much in fun. Uh, in the vein of, uh, Carpet People by my favourite author, Sir Terry Pratchett. Um, the late great Sir Terry Pratchett. Uh, trying to look at a fantasy, um, a humorous 
look at the, the fantasy genre. So, uh, so yeah, hopefully that's something that, um, that everybody who reads it, uh, sort of gets that idea. Um, so just on to housekeeping before we sort of dive down that rabbit hole of, uh, of dreams and dreaming. Where are we, Dave? What have you done? Here we go. Ah, so just a reminder, Zombie Works, uh, I did see a, uh, another post from, um, our chair just this, just the other day, uh, for Zombie Works, Zombie Works Publications. Uh, they're still looking for submissions for Monster Within, the Monster Within anthology. Talking about, uh, stories, 2000 to 3000 words that look at the, uh, the monstrous side of humanity. So not your typical, um, werewolf, vampire, um, Frankenstein's monster, um, it's, it's actual, like, possible stories that could happen, but that are dark, twisted, horrific. So I, I'm sure that we're, we're all able to, um, to sort of come up with, um, a, uh, a horrible scenario. Uh, somebody kidnapping children. Somebody, uh, the, um, the, the, there's so many ideas that have suddenly just popped into my head uh, that I might have to go and um, sit in a corner and rock for a few moments. Uh, but I can't. I can't. I've got too much more to discuss. Um, something else on housekeeping. Dark Myth Comics is excited to announce that American Smash number one. Uh, so yes, that's coming out, uh, 9th of January, just a reminder, 2024, 9th of January, uh, we'll have a special 1 in 25 variant cover, penciled by David K. Montoya, and inked by Mario E. Martinez. Uh, and they were the original art team that did the, um, the initial, uh, one shot. So yeah, make sure that you get your copy. And fingers crossed you get one of those 1 in 25 variant covers. Um, uh, Jazo Modcast Network, uh, airing episodes of Grindhouse Sleaze and Flashbacks. Um, and thank you to, uh, to Grindhouse Sleaze for sort of slotting in, uh, where Mythbit would, uh, would normally pop up. Uh, appreciate your ability to, uh, to switcheroo, uh, and, um, fly by the seat of your pants, Dave, definitely. You, you are the man. Uh, and I wonder how the move for Jason Dark Myth has gone. Uh, moving from Apple Valley to Burbank, um, just down the street from DC Comics and Warner Bros. Warner Brothers Studio, is that this is big big news. So hopefully the um, the move has gone well, uh, and um, yeah, very very cool. And then just one more thing, the big big news, of course, 
Where are we? Okay. Uh, backtracking through. Um, here we go. Okay, the huge news. Ah, oh, and also, um, out now, 24th of September, the, uh, the E, the new look E magazine, uh, of the World of Mythbits. Uh, not World of Mythbits, the World of Myth magazine. Uh, the E edition, kicking off 24th of September. It should be live now. So make sure you go check that out. Make sure that you read through all the amazing stories, poems, check out the artwork. Um, this is super, super, super exciting. But... Okay. Come on, Dave. When did you tell me the news, Dave? I'm, I'm looking through. It's been a little while. I've been hanging on to this news for a little while. Open call submission. Come on. I'm feeling very amateurish at the moment. Oh yeah, book of the month. Book of the month. Um. Wow. Okay. Yes, don't forget book of the month. You've got to check out www.mythmart.com. Uh, you can sign up for, um, the, uh, book of the month, uh, just one month, one month, and like once a month, or you can do a whole year, which is like a better price. Uh, or, yeah, they're just a great opportunities, um, and it is, uh, such a great way to, uh, to res to support the company, but also such a great way to, um, to be able to, uh, keep, keep track of all the new and wonderful things that are, um, coming out through uh through the company as well through the um the subsidiaries through like the the comic book side the kids book side uh and also the the wonderful stuff that's coming through from um the the darker more adult um the, the poetry and uh and the, and the novels and uh, and that sort of thing too um but now i found it i finally found it so drum roll The official announcement for the Open Contract Challenge 2023, Year 5 of the Open Contract Challenge. Here we go. In third place, congratulations to Christina Steele. Well done. Uh, third place is a pretty cool prize. Definitely, definitely. But second place. Uh, very, very, very talented, Mr. James Rumpel. Congratulations to you, sir. Second place. Pretty cool. Ebook deal. Um, nice little cash prize. Uh, but what we've all been waiting for, uh, finally, finally able to make the announcement in first place. Successfully, um, selected by... Uh, Cliff Flint, 
uh, the winner of the 2022 Open Contract Challenge. Uh, in first place, the incredibly talented, amazing Adele Evershed. Well done. Ah, <sighs> ah, I can't believe I've finally been able to make this announcement. Um, congratulations to everybody who, uh, who submitted, who made it through to other rounds. But, uh, first, second, and third place getters, well done. Um, and looking forward, Adele, to seeing who you select for, um, first place, uh, second place for, uh, the 2026 Open Contract Challenge 2. Uh, very, very exciting times. Very exciting. Get your thinking caps on. Uh, start working towards your um, your next submission, um, and yeah, hopefully um, Dave and Steph and those that are uh, the big decision makers, the board, the board. Hopefully, the board are listening in and thinking, hmm, that whole idea of making year ten the um, the return of uh, of the winners, all of the the first place getters. Um, one, one through to nine of them, uh, entering in for a, uh, a best of the best. Uh, but who would judge that? Ooh, uh, that might have to, um, ooh, I don't know. Yeah. That I entirely leave up to the board to decide whether or not they even go ahead with that idea. Um, but yeah, I reckon it'd be an interesting one to sort of go, um, the open contract challenge for uh, for the next couple of years, and then the um, the pressure's on for uh, for those of us who have yet to win uh, to be able to come up with our best stories and our our best submissions that we possibly can, uh, so that we've got that opportunity. Um, but that may never happen. Who knows? It, it's not my decision to make. Uh, just throwing the idea out there. So, that's, uh, that's pretty much what we've got for housekeeping. Uh, so now, let's delve down deeply into the, uh, the, the land of Nod, the, the realm of dreaming. Uh, let's kick off this topic. So, just wanted to set the scene for you all. Um, every now and then, I have weird dreams which translate into physical responses in real life. I don't know if this happens to other people. It's, it's like the, the, the bizarre, you know how dogs dream and then they, their legs seem to sort of start moving like they're running in their dreams. Um, this, every now and again, I, I will dream like that. Uh, and it, it happened the other night. And unfortunately, uh, I woke up the cat that sleeps with us, Patch, the, the cat. Uh, and I also managed to, uh, to wake up my, uh, my beautiful wife, uh, as well. And she wasn't overly happy about it. But the dream that I had, this strange, bizarre dream, I don't know how I ended up there, or why, why I was there, what I was doing there, but I was in a crowd of people, and in my arms was a bundle 
which I assume was an infant, was like a baby child. I don't know if it was my child, or I don't know if it was... I... yeah. I... the... the actual details of the, the dream are very, very sketchy. I think they were sketchy in the dream, in the moment, uh, but they're certainly sketchy now, and they're, they're becoming more and more sketchy as, uh, as the time between having the dream, uh, and talking about the dream have, uh, have, the, the, the more time that's passed, the, the less I seem to accurately recall. But I do recall that in the dream I dropped the child. And there was a mad moment of panic. It was like, <gasps> and my hands shot down and my legs sort of shot out as I, I tried to bend down to be able to scoop up this child, scoop this child from the air before it hit the ground. And of course, in a dream, that's like frightening enough. But to actually, it was so vivid uh, that I thought it was actually happening, and so in my physical, my physical being, literally the legs sort of shot out, and I think I might have kicked my wife, or I definitely shifted the cat. Um, the like the actual intake of breath of that shock of I can't believe I did that with whether I was I was bumped by the crowd and then drop the child, or the, the, these, these sort of details are very sketchy, but the, the actual physical response happened, and the, 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 the question that I want to ask is, does anybody, has anybody else had that sort of experience where they uh, all of a sudden had a reaction like that, an actual physical response to a dream um, and woke others up or, or caused a reaction around, like, with, with, with people or with animals that, um, that went, were nearby. So that's something that I'm curious about. Some, something else that I'm curious about, too. I can't recall... Not in a long time anyway, whether I've had one of those more traditional dreams, the, like the dream where you can fly, or, um, the, like the, the dream where you've got some sort of superpowers, or, uh, or that sort of thing. Um, I, I don't know. I'm sure that I've experienced it once or twice, maybe when I was younger, but, um, I can't remember actually having such a dream ever, but definitely not recently. That's not not so much like like I've I I know that I've had I the other thing too is that um I I find that I'm feeling like I'm awake sometimes when my wife turns to me in bed and tells me to stop snoring. And I don't hear myself snoring. Uh, I don't feel like I'm asleep. Uh, and yet, that it must be something that I'm doing. Otherwise, my wife wouldn't tell me to stop. 
but getting back to the whole idea of uh, of more traditional dreams, an, an untraditional dream for me is I do clearly remember, it's been a while since I've done it though, but I do clearly remember. I used to tell people that I don't, vis- I don't visually dream, I dream in words. But when, now, actually breaking that down and actually thinking about that in greater detail, what I believe I actually do, or I did do when I was doing, when I was dreaming in words, is I would dream of the blank page and I would dream of the words being scribbled or written or somehow, um, it was never in like computerized block type lettering, but the words would pop up almost like a, um, a, a psychopath creating a letter using magazine letters, whether it was words cut out of magazines or whether it was letters cut out of magazines. But the, the actual dream itself would be of these words popping up and appearing on this page and telling the story. And I thought that that was unique. I, yeah, I don't know if anybody else has, has actually dreamed like that, whether you dreamed in words or dreamed of visually seeing the words. Um, but these dreams that I've had most recently have definitely been visual ones uh, and, yeah, have been a little bit strange, I guess. So, um, and very physical. And I don't know either if the, like if there's certain times of the night where you will just dream like a surface thought or whether you will dream more vividly and have physical reactions to those, uh, to those dreams. Um, yeah, I'd be interested. Um, I would love it if people could actually post their comments on the, um, World of Misfits Facebook page. And I'll, uh, I'll try and jump on and, um, and have a look and, and see if there's anything, uh, underneath, um, when Dave edits and then posts up for, uh, for episode 241. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd be keen to sort of explore this more, maybe with other additions, other podcasts. Maybe I could reach out to some of you and actually, um, touch base and, yeah, sort of have a, a chat more in depth uh, about this particular topic. I don't know if it's fascinating for anybody else, uh, but yeah, I've I, I found yeah I'd be I'd be re- I would really like to know if as creators and as imaginative people, which as writers I think we uh, we kind of need to be, we need to be able to visualize that idea or um, or. Because we're telling the story or we're creating, we're creating the piece for the first time. And what's in our head, we're trying to get down onto the page or, um, the, we're, we're trying to capture that moment. Uh, so yeah, I'd be, yeah, I'd be really, really interested to, to discover whether there are others that are sort of experiencing that same thing. Uh, are we alone in the universe? 
is uh, is this um, uh, a unique experience for me, or uh, or are uh, there others as weird and wonderful as I am? So that's dreaming. Um, yeah, dreaming, dreaming, and the dreamer, and I guess the the importance of dreaming uh, leading to creativity. Um, and, yeah, because, uh, I don't really know what else, I mean, I mean, the, that's something, I'm, yeah, that's, that's something that I would like to do, is I would like to, uh, I know at the library where I work, we've got, like, a dream dictionary on the shelf, uh, one of the things that I'd like to look into and like to maybe discover is, is there, um, a particular meaning behind being in a crowd or dealing with a crisis in your dream or even dropping an infant um, what does it all mean so is there is there something is there is the cosmos is my subconscious or the the greater universe trying to tell me something that uh, that I'm not listening to uh, and um, is still a mystery a week on. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. I'll I'll uh, I'll try and remember tonight uh, when I'm at work to uh, to have a bit of a delve and uh, and have a look on the shelf to uh, to see if there's any answers there to uh, to some of my questions. Uh, but for those of you who are sort of familiar with different imagery and dreams and and their meaning, uh, by all means. Um, please, please leave, uh, leave a comment on the, uh, on the Facebook page as well. It would be great. Uh, I'd love to be able to come back to, uh, to that sort of thing and maybe continue that conversation. Um, something else that's amazing, something else that's happened to me, uh, most recently, uh, is I've actually been invited by, um, one of the, libraries in South Australia to run a writer's workshop for their young writers in their community, which I am super duper excited about uh, and uh, incredibly nervous about doing all at the same time. I've got about oh, three or four days to uh, to actually finalise what it is that um, that I'm hoping to teach these kids, uh, and to be brutally honest, I'm sort of at still at the very early early stages of uh, not quite knowing what I'm planning to do. So so uh, it's um, it's going to be very seat of the pants type stuff. But I'm hoping that um, today, tomorrow, that I'll actually be able to get my thinking cap on and actually be able to cement some of those ideas that are bouncing around my head uh, of the basic stuff that I can try and teach these kids. Um, 10 to 15 kids, I'm thinking, will, uh, will be coming along. Uh, and what makes me... The most excited about this is the fact that um, we've got our January 
holidays, our summer holidays coming up, uh, December, January, which is about six or so weeks where the kids are off school. Uh, and quite often we'll get an interest in our school holiday program. Our July program seems to be quite popular, uh, like in the, uh, for the summer, summer hem, southern hemisphere. We are in winter, of course, in July. Uh, so a lot of families stay around because the weather's not great. They don't tend to go away. So our July program tends to be quite popular. And our October program tends to be reasonably popular too because the, especially the second week, because in the first week we've got a public holiday. And so a lot of families will actually go away for the weekend. And because school finishes up around that public holiday, uh, what they tend to do is they tend to extend it out to the, the rest of the week, but then they can't, they come back for the second week. And that tends to be a more popular week for, um, holiday activities. But anyway, the, the great thing about the, um, the fact that I'm doing a writing workshop for kids now for another council is that I can test it with them and then I can propose it for, um, for our kids and our council, uh, for the January activities where we're looking for more stuff to fill the, um, the longer period, the, the more weeks that we've, uh, we've got for, um, for the need for activities. Uh, and we're wanting to entertain the families, um, of the, um, the local community. Um, yeah, li libraries are a great place where more often than not, you can access free stuff for your, yourself and your kids to do, or your grandkids, of course. Um, but it's, it's usually free, uh, and, the, there's a large, a great range of different things that you can do. Uh, yeah, and there's, uh, a writer's workshop is not something that I've ever run. So that's why I'm excited about it and a little bit nervous about it as well. Uh, but it's, it's really just sort of making more structured the conversations that I've been having with people uh, since 2019, 2020, where they've come, with, they've, they've come to me and they've said, oh, I'm writing something at the moment, or I've got some poems that I'm um, collating. Uh, I've got an idea for a children's book, or um, do you know an illustrator? Uh, the, 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 fact that as a librarian in the community and as a writer uh, and somebody who's known to be a writer and a, a published author, it, you get a lot of people coming out of the woodwork and saying, this is something that I've done, or this is something that I've achieved, or this is the, the step that I'm up to in the process. Can you please tell me what you did next? Or um, And uh, as always... I, I tell everybody, this is my own personal experience. This is what worked for me, or this is what got me to uh, such and such a point. 
where I'm up to now. Um, it may not necessarily work for everybody, but uh, it's like if you've got the time, uh, if you've got the patience, uh, by all means, try every avenue. Uh, what worked for me may work for you. Um, and what I suggest you try may not work, but may open doors or may open, may lead to another opportunity that will work for you. Um, that's the great thing about writing now and publishing now and creating art and poetry and short stories and novellas and novels and drabbles. And I heard the other day, um, a drabble, of course, is a 100-word story that's exactly 100 words. Um, I've heard I've heard of microfiction, which is I think between a handful of words and like 300 or something. I think, uh, but a dribble. I've, I'd never heard of a dribble before, and I think that's between 50 and 100 words. Maybe I don't know. It's yeah. It's different different sites use different terms, um, different companies are looking for, for different things. Uh, and what's wonderful is the, the number of different opportunities that are available, that are out there now where we can submit our stuff. Um, and of course, Darkness Publishing, Darkness Publishing, Darkness Publication. I always get those two mixed up and I apologize, Dave. I apologize profusely to you and to Steph and to the rest of the team. Uh, you would think by now I would get it right. But the um, World of Myth magazine, the new e-magazine that's out now, out now, people. Uh, so make sure that you um, you check it out, have a look. I'm really, really looking forward to uh, to reviewing the bumper September edition, uh, and hoping beyond hope that uh, that I have a number of pieces in there. Uh, my uh, my serials that I'm working on, uh, and yeah, a, a few other ideas that are sort of bouncing around in my head as well. I'm looking forward to checking out the artwork, uh, hoping that the reviews are in there also, and I I will not forget when I review the magazine to review the reviews. That uh, lesson was learnt very early on uh, and will not ever, never, ever be forgotten. Um, but yeah, the, there's big, big things uh, on the horizon and super, super excited about it all. So keep those submissions coming in. Uh, make sure that you're allowing life, your imagination, uh, the things that are happening around you, the things that you see and hear. Uh, and remember, memories are, uh, are a beautiful thing to write about. Um, and picking memories and giving them a fresh coat of paint and a new look may enable them to be slotted into a particular scene. Um, the, 
they say write about what you know uh, and also write about what you love. And if you can mesh the two together, uh, I'm sure that we are all onto uh, a winning formula. Stay safe. Look after each other. Uh, the, um, the best thing about writing in modern times, if you can manage to find those groups, those supportive groups, um, and create that, uh, that international digital friendship, uh, you're, you're certainly on to, uh, to a winning formula there. Uh, I, I have found over the years that, uh, that I have, uh, stumbled across many, many, many supportive people that have helped me to get to where I am today. And I, in turn, hope that I've been able to pay that back to them uh, and also pay it forward to um, to other creators and other authors and uh, and other people that have, have sort of asked, reached out for that support. Uh, I, uh, I know when I first started writing, I was concerned uh, about the um, what I expected to be a cutthroat industry where uh, where everybody was after that that one sole spot in that anthology that uh, that they um, would undercut and discourage uh, others from uh, from submitting their work uh, but that's not what I found at all uh, I have found that my experience as a writer uh, has been one filled with beautiful, wonderful, amazing people that will regularly reach out, regularly encourage, uh, and regularly um, celebrate. And I think that's the important thing, is when you're in your little writer's bubble, you can feel quite isolated, uh, and you can feel like you're the only person that understands and so reaching out and actually sharing that, hey, I've had this story rejected, but I'm thinking about looking at, um, at somewhere else to submit it. Uh, hey, I've had this great run of, um, of successes. Uh, a number of different stories or a number of different poems I've, I've sent out have been accepted. And the, um, the wonderful reaction that you get from that, that writer family. Uh, and on numerous platforms too, which is fantastic. I, I love the fact that you you will find that similar news or the same news gets shared in, in numerous different places, but regardless of where you see it, it's great to, um, to have that supportive response from, uh, from everybody. Um, that's, yeah, that's what I love. The, the people won't post something and then respond to it once and say, hey, congratulations. They see it three times. There's three different ways that they can encourage people. Uh, and that's what keeps us going. The, um, the support, the encouragement, the, the fellow creators, the understanding, the family. I think it's, Truly amazing, uh, and I do feel very blessed to be a part of it.
So, I just wanted to finish off. Uh, make sure that you check out the new magazine. Make sure that you check out uh, MythMart.com. There might still be time to get your horror Halloween t-shirts if you rush, if you jump on uh, and do it now. Um, Book of the month, check that out. Sign up. Um, Also, the the Zombie Works call-out. Make sure that you hurry and get your stories in for that because there's only 20 spots in that anthology. Uh, Fingers crossed. My story uh, I submitted a little while ago and uh, I'm hoping beyond hope to be able to make it in because I've got a feeling that um, if it doesn't make it, there's probably not a lot of time to send in a second submission. Uh, it's sort of like a, a one-shot. You, uh, you bundle up your baby, you send it on its way uh, and you hope beyond hope that you don't drop it. Mm-hmm.